gosh, I don't know what it is, man. Whenever I have a burrito, it just feels so bloated. That, that, yep. It's not just you, dude. 26. 26, you know? They say this is your prime, but... Shut up! Stop! I've got... One day we're gonna, we're gonna be 30. I've got, I've got 18 days. Yeah, you do. Hey everybody, welcome to Comics All in Mode, the podcast that gives our intelligent and quirky takes on comic books, video games, and comic book related entertainment. I am Russ. And I am Chris. Oh, I was not expecting that. I know. I I wasn't uh, I wasn't either. <laughs> uh welcome back to season two, episode two. Three. 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 Right. Yeah, because we talked about WandaVision the first three episodes. <laughs> is, the last week we talked about episode four. This week we're I'm gonna be I'm gonna five. be real honest with y'all. Like it has been a week. Um, I got into a car accident on Monday, so R.I.P. It's just been a it's been a week. But Wait, did you say um, that truck was gonna be fixed? Your truck is gonna be fixed. Yes. Oh, okay. My truck is got gonna it. be fixed. Got it. Got it. But got it. It's kind of yeah. Uh, someone left a ten foot ladder in the middle of the highway, so that's fun um this week we have a, a lot to go over well we yes kind of uh, yeah, news, news wise and then the big deal is episode five of wandavision we are stoked who would have thunk who would have thunk first and foremost yes we'll we'll tell you guys spoiler alert yeah. when we start talking about wandavision but just heads up we will be going into very deep spoilers on WandaVision episode 5. This comes out on Tuesday, so hopefully by then you'll have seen it. But just like this FYI. last week, we hammered it in that if you have not seen this series yet, you need to go watch it. Again, yeah, this is not if this you is have not, not seen this series yet. If you gave up after episode one, stop. Ask yourself, do I want to give up on this treasure, this masterpiece? Just because oh, the first three episodes are an ode, are an ode to. <laughs> I, so, so I think when I say ma- masterpiece, I don't mean like the greatest film ever. It's just more of the like. Uh, I don't know. I guess I mean because how exciting it is for Marvel fans and for people that have been waiting for Marvel to incorporate things into their new universe but we will get into that more <laughs> when we actually yeah this talk is about not a podcast, podcast where we give you a this is not anyway a podcast where that just meant a spoiler watch it yeah um this is not a podcast where we give you a spoiler free review at all it is not we we go into depth we go into the nitty-gritty but before we get into the nitty-gritty we've got some news um couple things happened this week first off we got uh, a little teaser for jared Leto's joker in zack snyder's the justice league um it kind of looked like joaquin phoenix's joker for a second yeah it kind of did uh i saw something on instagram where someone took the photo and the page yeah and yeah it, it definitely looks a lot like joaquin phoenix's joker 
But from what I've heard, because like you think about the movie and you're like, where does Joker fit in? From what I've heard, he is going to he's going to play into the nightmare sequences more than the actual, oh, actual okay. story. Um, for Batman, so, yeah. So Batman in the trench coat. Well, I guess going, it would be for to go up. Is going to meet Joker. I guess that. it would be for Superman too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because this because that storyline is a. Where where Jay, what's her name? Why, why am I forgetting Superman's? Oh love? no no no! You're thinking you're thinking of Injustice. You literally do this every time we talk about the Nightmare. I season. thought that was a re- legit storyline. <laughs> you go, you literally go. Oh, is that when Lois dies by the hands of the Joker? All right. Well, why don't you educate me here? Uh, no, this is where <laughs> Darkseid takes over the world and essentially takes over. Uh, well, from what it looks like in the crappy Justice League uh, version, um, it looks like Darkseid takes control of Superman. Okay. That's why Batman is fighting against Superman. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I'm interested to see what happens. I'm excited that they're adding all these villains. You've got... I, I am always, will always be a fan of Jared Leto's Joker. I always have been. I just think much like um much like Ben Affleck's Batman they have not been given enough screen time uh to really to really sink uh your teeth in um because uh, I am right when I say that Ben Affleck's Batman is the best Batman we've seen on screen but you know that's just wow yeah, so bold yeah that I'm right uh and we'll see we'll see sure. when Pattinson We'll we'll see when Pattinson pops up. Honestly, if you have ever read a Batman comic, I'm just gonna say this now. I know I am just firing all all cylinders. I have unleashed to the six guns. Um, if you ever read a Batman's comic, and then you see Ben Affleck's Batman, it's literally the same person. Like like if you want a a comic accurate Batman, you literally just Ben Affleck, his Batman. Ben Affleck. Like, like, yes. Um, Whenever I say his name, I think of the Affleck commercial. Affleck. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Um, So we got that. Uh, We... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really quick. We got uh, just on the movie side. There is a talk that sequel to Tomb Raider is coming out. Yes. I never watched these Tomb Raiders, actually. I only watched the Angelina Jolie ones. Yeah. Yeah. You need to watch the new Tomb Raider. It's really good. This the girl who's the act uh the main actress in that is so good. Um she was in Oh, she was in the new uh the latest Jason Bourne film. Oh, you're um, right. In Jason Bourne. Yeah. Uh and if I remember correctly, the they Alicia the sequel is gonna be written by um one of the ladies who wrote the uh, Lovecraft Country. So it'll be a little um, bit more horror elements in there, probably, in the well, adventure story. It's probably going to be just a little darker. I mean, the first one was a little darker in the adventure side, so yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because the the be interesting. the first ones are very almost Indiana Jonesy kind of campy. Oh, the first one, the vibe. The 
the other one is very Indiana Jones. It feels yeah, like a mixture the Angelina of like Jolie Indiana Jones one. and Un- Uncharted. Well, no, this one. Oh, the this reboot. one you feel like. So then what would you the describe the Angelina very... Jolie ones as? Oh, I kind of look at those as like. Like uh, that adventure like film? National Treasure. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, Dude, because the bad like... guy. Oh, is it the bad guy Sean Bean in both of those? Oh, maybe. But like, uh, yeah, the, the reboot is very it, it tries to be very grounded and so sure. that's why I, it, it feels very much more like indiana jones or like an uncharted whereas the old ones with angelina jolie i always thought were like a mix between like a spy film and an adventure film sure and so that's why i always think of those as like more like national treasure it's not it's not a sean bean it's ian glenn but that that's okay. oh yeah 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 um okay there's that i don't think i don't you were gonna say Uh, so yeah so on the comic book side uh we are getting the future state version of wonder woman who is a yara floor um she's the brazilian uh brazilian uh wonder woman she is going to be getting her own reoccurring series after future state and in the uh, in in continuity marvel universe or dc universe oh my gosh i can't talk um so we we shall see i know in march we get the infinite frontier comic which is essentially going to be kind of the relaunch and showing how dc is moving forward so that's i think where we're gonna figure out how she gets to the main dc universe um but that's gonna be interesting because in DC continuity, there's going to be three Wonder Women. Um, so that's kind of cool. I, I think that I think that's cool because it, it's very much like a Peter Parker and Miles Morales, where they're right. both they're both like heavy hitting Spider-Men, but they also are you you give fans you give old school fans what they want while also giving new newer fans yeah you get a whole new demographic and, yeah you get a whole and, new and, demographic yeah exactly and something to latch on to which i think is really cool i think comics have to have to start doing more of that um i mean so yeah that's like really cool. i still i still i'm i'm latino american but i mean i i definitely for me appreciate having even heroes like uh what's his name from sunspot or yeah. uh a miss a miss america as well I, I i love having that even though my favorite characters are still wolverine and i don't know yeah i guess wolverine it's a <laughs> uh, for marvel for marvel it's a middle ground between oh hey we have all these legacy characters and we want to, we want to, um, essentially bring diversity around while, but without getting rid of these characters. For example, when they went through and, um, Marvel did this a couple years ago and they just, without not- notice, they depowered Thor, they depowered Cap, they, um, 
Spider-Man was no longer on uh, the the Avengers, and all of a sudden you have um, <sighs> Sam Wilson as Captain America. You have Jane Foster as Thor. You have uh, Miles Morales on a Spider-Man team. Now, given the fact that he is 13, why the heck do you have a 13-year-old on an Avengers team? That's a completely right. different argument. Um, they're kind of doing that with like, Tom Holland. Well, in the yeah. comics, you mean? You mean in the comics? Yeah, in, I'm in. I mean, in the comics. Sure. Uh, they they forced the diversity to their line, and sure. they had major blowback. Like people yeah. were like, "I want Captain America. I want my Captain America back. Um, mm. I want Thor back. Like I want Odin's son back." And right. they had to walk it back, which is sad because you you have to walk back that diversity. But I think they're slowly starting to kind of push back, like Marvel is starting to push back into that front. And I think DC is doing it in a better way, honestly, um, because we know that like the next Batman is going to be coming into the current DC universe. He may not be Batman right away. But they they've said that storylines are going to continue. Um, For sure, yeah, I'm I'm definitely more of a fan of keeping the remaining characters, unless you have a more particular reason why they're going to die or be yeah. depowered. I'm I'm as a Marvel fan, I'm I I, I do want to push and strive for diversity to see more of that in my in the comic books that I read. But I also oh, want to keep steve rogers as captain america and then add in somebody who's just as good or better than him or whatever it may be you know to equal that character for another demographic so exactly um, and like it's sad too because it's like like perfect example falcon falcon is not a sidekick like he has never been a sidekick and when he was captain america we got some very interesting and very good stories of what it was like for him being Captain America, especially because they tied in a lot of like uh, what's happening in our world today with 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 racism and everything and police violence and everything. And I think you can't you don't have those story. You don't. It's a very different story when it's Steve Rogers, Captain America, obviously. Um, and I think they need. I think Marvel needs to find a a way be able to have both of those characters and still have those sure. stories because those stories are going to impact a lot of other people and a different demographic that that may really need those those type of stories um so yeah so that's really interesting i'm really happy to see dc um finding what works and being able to bring that into the main continuity um other other thing is that uh, Red Hood has uh, a couple backup stories in The Dark Detective, and they have said that he is going to get a six-issue Future State miniseries once this all rolls out, um, which is cool because I think uh, I Jason Todd is such a dope character in the comics, and it's um, it's fun to see that a lot of people are enjoying him. That's comics. Uh, the the last thing on comics that I wanted to, to mention oh, yeah. was Morbius is getting another reboot. There was a Morbius, the Living Vampire, recently, 
that I, I picked up issue one of, uh, I think two years ago. And now they're doing Morbius bond of blood. And they're saying though, they're saying that this one has more horror elements in it, which I think is, is good. I, I, I kind of want to see what that looks like, but at the same time, it looks more like the classic Morbius. And I really like the artwork in the last one. I don't remember who wrote it or who was, who was drawing it. Mm. I just know it was another. They did like a. What what did they what did they do? It was a um, it was another origin story for Morbius. So it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't like. There was anything special about it. Just the artwork was really nice. So, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They're doing it again. They're saying they're hoping that this will give fans a teaser for the before the movie comes out. But honestly, at this point, like, no, I, I don't know. No one's gonna pick up a Morbius comic, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it was the um, it was the 2019 Morbius: The Living yeah. Vampire, written by Vita Ayala and Ryan Brown did the or cover the artwork. The artwork in this is very Marcelo much Ferreira. Uh, this the artwork in the book that's current right now is very like more realistic, while as the new one that they're trying to do is very much more stylized. Um, yes, it looks like the original Morbius. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, that's I, sometimes I think art is such a big deal, and I don't think a lot of people don't understand. It's like there's been a lot of books that like I really enjoy the writing, and I think they they understand the character, but I just can't get into the artwork. That's why I don't read Black Widow. I never read Black Widow except for this current run. Mainly because every time I was trying to get into it, like the artwork, I was just like, I don't I don't like this. Right. Ryan Stegman's um, art is like a great example of what. Yeah. I don't know. I guess everybody has their own style, too. So some people might really oh, like the, the stylized from Black Widow. I just I prefer more realism in, in my in my comics. Yeah, but, I get you. But I get it. Um. We have the Super Bowl on Sunday. That's uh, right. There's been Marvel has said that. Well, they actually dropped a trailer. Um, I want to say yesterday, uh, that said that we are going to get a full trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the Super Bowl. Um, I'm excited for that. I I, I want to see more of that. I am so stoked for this show. It's not even funny. Um, oh, I can't wait to see Helmet Zemo yeah so excited about that uh honestly i'm really excited to see like u.s agent and like what his role in this is for sure um especially because he's like the government backed captain america right um right yeah the uh the thing i brought up was since marvel's having some announcements yeah i could only imagine that wb is going to be throwing some out uh, some some trailers in there and so what we kind of talked through was maybe potentially we could see well you said snyder cut probably which i agree for sure yeah because we'll probably get another trailer that movie's coming out march 16th or 18th i forgot the exact date uh kong skull island might be another for sure and then what we're no, hoping not for kong skull island no kong, kong versus, versus godzilla or godzilla versus yeah. kong and then the third one being hopefully the Batman because they just wrapped up principal photography for that movie. So yeah, I, I was know. even thinking you could maybe for sure put, put get, together a trailer. 
I was thinking we would maybe even get Dune, but I oh, don't yeah, we know get now because I don't know. I know they pushed it back into next. I thought it was they pushed it back into like next year, and so I don't know like how far out they Did are. They... Did they push it out to next year? The other, the other interesting one. I don't think they did. I think it's still slated for fall. Uh, oh, uh, release Wait, date. No, this says December. Oh, they said. Yeah, I was about to say twenty twenty. Why does it say twenty twenty? September uh, twenty twenty. October twenty twenty one is what it's okay. slated okay. for. Okay, so on, yeah, so on we could get a Dune trailer. You get a Dune one. The Matrix is also something that we could potentially see a trailer for. Maybe another Morbius um, trailer, but I'm kind of done with Morbius trailers. I'm just I'm just tired of people. Yeah, I just want to see the movie. At oh, this oh, point. Suicide Squad. Oh yes, we might get yeah because we got a little clip. We got a little a clip one. on WB's promo that they just released on Instagram. You're right. So that's the other thing is like, out of those shows, I really want I or and movies. I'm hoping we get a Red Notice trailer. Oh right, because, with Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, The, the Rock, Rock, and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Um, I'm very interested think, to see how that chemistry works together. <laughs> I, and I think that's a perfect. That's a very. That's like a. That's a Fast and Furious type of movie. That's perfect for a Super Bowl commercial. Sure. Um. I just. So I just. We'll, we'll I, I feel like Gal Gadot has a is a strong presence on screen, but it's not as charismatic as the rock or ryan reynolds like it's not she could um, be funny so yeah she you're right you're right she does play off people really well but i i i'm i'm wondering how it's gonna work the chemistry between the three uh, uh yeah. it's not I it's mean, not a yeah for for me it's just more of okay is ryan reynolds in... personality gonna be too annoying un, like quote-unquote annoyingly big and is the rock's personality gonna be too like cool big and then is Gal Gadot going to get lost in that? Yeah. But, you know what? We'll the see. weird thing is, I think The I Rock. I hope not. I think, I think The Rock <laughs> is really good at, like, at, like, tweaking the levels of, like, his personality. Especially sure. in movies. Like, when he goes up against someone, like, when he's up with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart right. is so, like, for such a small person. So eccentric. He's just in your face. For sure. And he he is That's how Ryan Reynolds is to me as well. Yeah, and he's able to kind of dial himself down just enough that it doesn't like feel like it's two clashing personalities. It feels very much like he is supporting the other personality while also right getting his moments to show off his personality. Right. A hundred percent. I I hope that that's the case in this. It's the yeah. Ryan Reynolds that's the kind of loose cannon that's being added in, because I just imagine Deadpool all the time, <laughs> and I know that's well, not the character he's going to play. If you watch any of his movies, but that's, that's who he is. That's how. That's who he is. It's exactly. Like, his personality is just a dialed down right. Deadpool. That is so, literally it. So we're hoping for you're hoping for a Red Notice trailer. Yeah, I really want a Batman trailer, but I understand yes. like. I I would also really be happy with a Suicide Squad trailer. I'm kind of done seeing Snyder Cut stuff because it's yeah. it's coming out, and so I it's don't here. care anymore. Yeah. And then Kong stuff, it's coming out in a month too, so I'm I'd be okay. But I understand that those two things they want to hit really hard because yeah, they're they go are that coming out. Leaders. Oh, you're gonna see Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, dude, I, you should. Because I, I can't. Go I can't imagine. I can't imagine that 
would be good to watch anywhere else. Honestly. You should go IMAX. I I, I think it's going to be sick. Maybe. Okay. Also, have you seen? You still have not seen Tenet, right? I feel like I keep bringing this up. Have you I not seen Tenet yet? Not seen Tenet. Yeah. I okay. No, you know what? I think I, I think I brought this up last week. Every time we talk about movies. I still remember that I still have not seen the latest Christopher Nolan film. I don't want to watch it yet. the crap out of me. I want to watch it on like a bigger TV with some good speakers because the EQ's off. I've, I've talked to multiple mm. people and they're all like, I couldn't hear anything. Okay, I need I subtitles. Feel like I feel like they've fixed that at this point. You think so? I don't think it's so. out on DVD. If they didn't fix it, it's never going to get fixed. It, it might be intentional. It might be Christopher Nolan, like his art, artistist art, artistry or whatever. I don't know. So I'm willing to watch it, but I'm also skeptical. I just heard an interview with uh, John David Washington because he's in that uh, new Netflix movie. Like Michael and Malcolm Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie, yeah. Um, and they were talking I'm about I'm so stoked. Tenet. But Malcolm and Marie looks good. I am interested to see it. Yeah, it looks kind of um, sad. It does look kind of sad. It looks real. So it looks to... real, and that's what... Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, um, finally. Yeah. Let's break it down. All right. This is your this is your final warning. We are getting into WandaVision. WandaVision 5. Episode everything, five. Pretty much everything will be spoiled for you here if you haven't seen everything will any be episode. I, we're not going to go... We're probably not going to do our usual, oh, let's break down minute by minute. But there are some big things that we want to hit. Um, yes. So. So overall. What quick is, recap. What yeah, is, go ahead. Wh- oh, I was going to say overall, like, what is your thoughts on the episode? Okay. Um, well, overall, my thought on the episode is holy crap. Um, because there's a lot of different things. We're not even just getting stuck in Wanda's reality anymore. She came yes. out of her, of her cone of, or what they're calling the hex now, um, which is another ode to Scarlet Witch. So Scarlet well, Witch is coming. Well, first off, first off, it shows how these kids, the kids are just aging. Dude. That was hilarious. So was first so off, weird. it starts off with them as babies. Yes. It literally starts off with them as babies. Yes. Um, her powers and, don't work on the kids. Yeah, they're crying. So she's like, oh, mom's going to fix this. I'm going to fix this. And she tries to use her powers and nothing happens. Also, Agnes shows up for some reason. um, Just out of the blue. And then. She's like, like, why super won't weird. these kids stop crying? Right. And then. They stop crying. And they're like, where are the, they go over to the cribs. They're not in the cribs. They turn around. <laughs> And Billy and They're ten years old, Wally or, like that. or Billy and Tommy are like five. Mm-hmm. Just, just turned five. Yep. Um. Oh, they were five first, and then they turned ten when they got crazy. The puppy. Yeah. So That's then, right. dude, and they. Oh yeah. So then they were like, where, "Can we that keep scene the where puppy?" Agnes, the scene where Agnes just stops is like, "Oh yes. What do you want me to do?" Like, do you want you want me to everyone's take just back? Vision starts throwing like, what is she talking about? What do you mean? Why why is she acting asking you what to do? Um, it's Overall, like a it's like a mess up in a scene, in a movie. This is my favorite episode of of it so far. I think the um, the thing that really got me was 
uh, excuse me, Wanda coming out of the bubble. So I'm, I'm, I got deeper. I got more invested because she is now acknowledging that her reality that she has created is being disturbed. She's not just trying to cover it up in her own self. She is trying to prevent other people now from coming in. She's acknowledging the outside presence that is trying to stop or help her or stop her quote unquote. And so now we're, we're getting more problems. That's I, I I'm all about like the rise in conflict and Wanda's character is now, uh, has now been outside of her bubble and in the real world. They figure out. So on the sword end, they figure out that, Wanda is changing, essentially just changing anything that comes into the bubble into the reality of what she has created. Right. Those Um, things still exist, but they're being changed. They've been changed. So, for example, uh, Rambo went into the uh, into the the bubble with yeah the hex with kevlar on yep and when she came out they found out that her getup that she was wearing on the quote-unquote show right is 75 percent made out of kevlar so what yes. ended up happening is when she got pulled sucked into the world her like wanda's changed essentially changed her entire outfit molec on a molecular level to look like part of the set and this is where we get our first. Uh, this is where I thought there was going to be a uh, because she mentions I know an astro- astrophysicist that would be able to help us build something to be able to go in there that won't that won't change completely. Mm. And so there's been rumors about that. It could be who do we say Hank McCoy. Which yeah, I'll get into that in a second. Oh my god! But the most most apparent ones would be either Reed Richards or Victor Von Doom because neither of those people are mutants. They both probably exist in the MCU already, or or they are in a other universe, which we'll we'll figure that out later. But they probably exist because they haven't had their powers and they don't have their powers. They're just scientists. But the Hank McCoy thing would make sense if they're gonna go with. There's going to be Wanda's going to change all the people in Westview into mutants. And then that's how the mutants will come in. That's that's a thought I've had. So Hank maybe goes in. She could change them all, all of them into mutants. That's just a that's just a thought. I, I know that there's other things that probably are stronger rumors or stronger theories about how mutants are going to come in because there was a big drop at the end. And that's probably. Uh, yeah that's probably the biggest thing that's going to happen is a, a crash of, of universes within, so, her, within the bubble. I have been hearing like more and more about um, Agnes being something else. Right. Um, she isn't identified I, on the, on like the cork board. She doesn't have an ID or any alias yeah. that people in the, in the actual reality know about. And, um, I'm starting to su- suspect more now because she just like especially in this episode she just showed up every time there was like a 
like a weird a weird moment so like she showed up when the kids were crying and they were losing their minds she shows up um when wanda and vision are having a fight she shows up like she shows up at all these different times like in key moments um do you think wanda's controlling her This is where See, it gets in tricky. My, this is where it gets yeah, tricky. So I've been hearing people like, oh, there's got to be like someone is like at the end of the day, someone is controlling Wanda. And honestly, I don't want like I like the idea that this is totally at the end of the day, 100% a show of of essentially someone's how someone copes with grief. Yeah but on the level that she has reality altering uh powers. Right. I love that and I want I want Wanda to be the villain and the hero of this show. I but at the I same agree. time, yeah, I 100% but at the same agree. time I don't I feel like they are trying to I feel like they're starting to set up Agnes so, as a villain. So the the thing is I do think Wanda is controlling Agnes. Do I think it's because she has sway over her because she was in that because everybody else she has sway over in the universe. Plus, so Vision in this episode goes up to his coworker. I forgot his name. And he kind of mind he brings his mind back to where they are. And he's. He's like, you got to help me, please. She's doing it all. She's doing it all. You please, you got to help me. So. <clears throat> yeah, this is the, what this I is the think, episode that Vision becomes very aware. Right. That, that this is not just a normal reality for them. He doesn't even know who he is. This is yeah. at the end of the episode. He reveals that. But just back to that spot where he goes up to his coworker and shocks him into, I guess, consciousness. The, he didn't say Wanda. He didn't say Wanda. He just said her. So you're right. True. It could be Agnes. It could be that maybe Agnes is just the whoever Agnes is, is going along and just doing whatever Wanda's trying to ask them to do or but partner with Wanda. Here's the other whatever, thing, maybe. Uh, Like, my only thing with that is that he said her, but he was talking to Vision. And so in Vision's head, the only person he knows of her as her is Wanda. So right. I don't think the coworker needs to use Wanda's name to convey that it is Wanda. He doesn't That's need to. That's the only thing. But Marvel does this all the time where there are those little hints that they don't mention or say, but that could lead yeah. into another tie-in. So that's why I'll go as far as saying there could be another influence within this realm i do think it is wanda's people have been saying mephisto yes so that's what i was going to get into in a bit but the the wanda's i do think it's wanda's uh like hex as they call it the hexagon is wanda's but i don't think that the i think agnes might be controlled by something else vision says it too he says i have to believe that this started as something you did not have control over Hmm. because she does essentially tell him that 
she doesn't know how this happened. Now, that could just be her lying to Vision, because obviously when Sword sends in the 80s drone to spy on, to well, to quote-unquote spy on uh, Wanda, and then as Rambo is flying it in, and they get a visual on, on Wanda, essentially the director take has another pilot take control and they essentially had uh, loaded the drone with a payload. And so essentially they were trying to take out Wanda and that's what ends up forcing Wanda to come out of the bubble. Right. Um, so she turns the guns yeah. on, on the director on the director. So there is talk that the director could also be a bad guy in this as well. Like, like not, yeah. not just a government, like a government entity that's acting against the superheroes, but under the influence either because of I'm, he's a scroll or because he could be uh, Mephisto. Let's not let, honestly, let's not bring scrolls back into this. Like let them well, scrolls are going to be secret. We're going to have secret invasion. Exactly. We're going to have secret invasion. We're going to have that kind of stuff. They have they have completely kind of pulled the scrolls off the off of the table as a big bad. So let's just leave them there. Let's not try to retroactively change things. I don't think it is a scroll. I'm just saying that it could right. potentially no, be I, because of their ties to shield. Or so, excuse me, sword. At the end of the day, as this show keeps going, I am still I am gonna still go under the assumption. Like this is like this is what I want is I want Wanda to be the villain, both the villain and the hero at the end of the day. Like I I'm okay with Mephisto being some part of it, like kind of have like pulling some of the strings. Maybe it's the fact that when she did have her complete mental break, that he just kind of gave that little extra push to to make certain things happen. Um but I kind of want Agnes to be a Baron Mordo, like from Baron Mordo. from Doctor Strange. Oh, oh, oh! Where, where he is, hmm. he is an ally. Where Agnes is an ally to Wanda, but then she all of a sudden, like as the, oh. as the show goes on, she starts to realize that Wanda has been using her, and so then she ends up at by the end. Being like, no, I'm done with this. I like Wanda. I will. Wanda will get what she deserves, and so then down the road we have her as a villain, somehow. Okay. Um, hmm. I kind of want that because I think that that's more interesting because it gives Agnes, um, like cause. Um, sure. So I think yeah, I think the so interesting it, thing that we learned too is that Vision's becoming more aware aware of the the fact that they're in a sitcom. So when so at the end when Wanda runs yeah. the credits, he's like, "No," and then it because stops wants, the credits. He goes through the end. door. Exactly. Yeah. So there, Wanda has sway over something here, like you have been saying, but. We don't know if it's the the hex is because of her or if it's because of I still think it's her, but 
it could be something else. So yeah, more what you're saying, Mordo, Mordo is a little bit of a stretch for me to get my head around that. But I, I understand because of Dr. Strange being involved in this at some point that could also work. But Mephisto is a good, good idea of who it could be, which we'll get into. I feel like let's wait until we talk about the last scene. Yeah. But the last thing I was going to say just before we get into that, what I've really enjoyed about this whole series is how when they're in the sitcom, they do sitcom cinematography. So mm-hmm. they're they're fitting the shot for what the camera would look like that during that day. And then when something happens that is uh, out of character yes. for their their uh, their time. It goes into a regular like widescreen shot of yeah the aspect of their face yes of their face or whoever it is like the camera angles change completely because they're no longer on a fixed set anymore it like changes to a person view um yeah so so as far as the way the cinematography has been done the direction of this show just fantastic i understand that it's been kind of slow especially that first first two episodes i know a lot of people had a hard time with but those little things I think have kept viewers into it because they're still considering like, okay, what's going on? Well, what, what's going to happen to episode three then what's going to happen in episode four. Anyway, just a little appreciation thing there. Finally, when vision decides not to let the credits cut, he goes back into, they go back into their living room and vision pretty much says like, you're not the only one with powers here. And he like kind of powers yeah. up floats. And then Wanda is like, all right, let's well, go. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Rewind. Rewind. We need to rewind just a little bit mm-hmm. because we did get scenes of we're, we've been wondering what, how vision is alive. Right. And then especially after episode four, when we got that scene where, we see his completely like his corpse essentially talking to Wanda. We didn't know why. Uh, And this episode, it shows us that she broke into sword. Yeah. And took Took his body. (laughs) So grave robber. (laughs) So the vision that is walking around is in fact, his corpse that yes. she has reanimated. Yes. Um. What? <laughs> like that was that was like I, I kind of figured that was the case, but like seeing it actually like uh confirmed, I was like, oh, okay. And they didn't say she took the mind stone or anything, so we don't know how he has like a mind stone other than the fact that she is making it up because that's what he looked like. They did. They did. Uh, I think Darcy and Wu is that his name? They. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. But they did mention. You're right. They, they did, did mention, mention the mind that stone. they were like. They were kind of wondering. Yo, did she just? Did she create a mind stone? Like, what happened here? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Um. So I that the one thing I will say about this episode, Jimmy Wu again, Jimmy Wu. The one thing I will say about this episode before because. I know we really want to get into that that cameo, um, but the one thing I will say is I think this is one of the best episodes of this show because it does such a good job of balancing both the sitcom aspects 
right while also then playing into the larger the larger mcu part of it right um like as much as i enjoyed episode four and un- and getting a better understanding of oh yeah this episode one two three makes sense mm-hmm. i do really like the sitcom aspect of this show and in and i think episode four suffered because it didn't incorporate those elements more and so i think episode five does a really good job of incorporating both sides of this story in a way that's cohesive and feels connected and it doesn't just feel like oh okay this is what wanda's doing right now and now let's this is what sword is doing like it feels like okay this feels connected um so yeah let's so they kind of go through this this face off and Vision calls her out for all the things that are happening in this world they're living in. Explaining that he doesn't remember who he was before and he can't remember anything before this current place they're in. Which would make so, sense if he is a reanimated, just an, a reanimated corpse. Right. She and might. It, yeah. And especially because her brain might be suppressing that, like, the past. Like what Maybe. happened in Infinity War, and so he only has access to what she has given him, and that is just essentially well, because Shuri is holding on to the memory drive of him or like whatever it is that she's holding oh, on to the fire. Right. Like so, so he. But well, I don't know. I don't know unless unless Wanda has that. I think it Maybe. might be, and that's where I think this is a case of. Like Vision says, I have to believe that you didn't realize what what you created, and then and now you are finally starting to wake up. Right. They get I to think, go ahead. I think that the reason he can't remember what happened in the past is because when she created, like, if she created this this hex out of grief, it might have like had an effect on her and it's only now that we're seeing as we're seeing these episodes that she is starting to come to to what she has done and like episode five is really where she's like oh i remember i'm just not telling any like all of the like everything that i remember and that's why she comes out of the hex and he keeps calling her so right that makes sense um Going back into what Vision is like talking about, he keeps he keeps calling her out on a lot of different weird things, and he ends up mentioning that there's no kids here. It's just our kids. The playgrounds are empty every morning that I walk by it. How is it possible that you are not doing this, that our kids are the only kids in this town, and the only people we see are our neighbors, and everybody else you just have sway over, like everybody you have sway over? Then they hear the doorbell ring. Wanda says, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. I don't know who that is. He's like, Wanda, come on. She's like, I genuinely don't know. Rings again. We get out of the sitcom shot. Wanda walks up to the door. (laughs) Opens it, puzzled, shocked. And I love that they intercut it between... Her and Darcy's face. 
Right. Yes, yes, yes. Because Darcy's, Darcy's watching going, the sitcom. Darcy's watching and she's like, and then when it pans, she's like, Wanda recast? Well, well then, then well, Vision, Vision then asks, who, who is, is this Wanda? And then it pans to his shot to, to this figure with gray hair standing in the doorway. It's Pietro. And it's Pietro. But it's not the but, Pietro we think it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Pietro from the X-Men universe. From Fox's X-Men universe. Name right now. His name is Evan Peters. Yes. Jonathan, or excuse me, Aaron Taylor Johnson was the Pietro from the MCU uh, who was in Age of Ultron. It is not that Darcy's, one. It's Evan Peters. And then, Go ahead. And then you get Darcy's want to recast pietro yes and 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 i would i love that because that's so meta but like yes this sticks like it's there's so a subtle funny. little hint in that so this is what what the whole episode this is where all of the theories have like started to come out of because now at this well, point that you cast him as the same person that's from the x-men universe it's not it's not just a coincidence. You're not just doing it because fans loved Evan Peter's rendition of Quicksilver. There's a reason behind it. And so what were you going to say real well, quick? I mean, at the same time, it could also be just because it could fans be. enjoyed like that Quicksilver more than uh, Johnson's. But one of the fa- one of my favorite things about this show, about all of the MCU, is that everything is intentional. There's always intent behind certain things. And so I feel like introducing Evan Peters Quicksilver means that maybe, just maybe, because it doesn't seem that Wanda has sway over this character or else she would have known who it was. The MCU or the universe is starting to expand because of the multiverse. So somehow the Evan Peters Quicksilver was pulled over. This is a screen rant theory that I'm pulling from. Uh, This isn't my own because in my head, I thought of it completely differently. But uh, Evan Peters could be a part of a multiverse event here now. And the reason being, so when they were back and saying... Okay, uh, oh, mom, we know you can revive your dog, the dog, Sparky. Because Sparky dies at some point. Agnes finds the dog dead in some sort of bush, ate the plant. I don't remember. Anyway, kids are crying. They're like, mom, we know you can bring him back to life. We know you have the powers. She's like, I don't. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't do that. Agnes even asks, you can do that? Yeah. She doesn't bring the dog back. Do you think she actually has the power to bring back life? Because Vision isn't technically, if it's just his corpse, he's not alive. Well, the also the difference there is that he's a robot. Exactly. He's an um, android. Well, so, he'd be a robot. Yeah, you're right. So actually, so weirdly enough, that takes me back to um, something that they, that Darcy and Wu said. Um, I think the director asked if Wanda had ever had any code name. Right. And he was like, no. And then when she walks back into the hex, the hex starts turning red for some reason. Yes. 
So, like, and they've said that this is going to be where you really get more of the sense of Wanda Maximoff as the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yep. So I think this is also where we're going to get her having the code name Scarlet Witch. For sure. But I don't know. Um, my thing, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I had like an instant, like once I heard like someone was talking about Mephisto, my first reaction was that this was Mephisto. Right. Coming back as someone that she like as Pietro. Okay. Because that would explain why she can't control him. Hmm. Um, okay. And then essentially like, essentially it could be the fact that when whatever happened, when she had her complete mental breakdown, this is kind of what I, I think might be happening. She has her complete mental breakdown, right? She is, she is overcome with grief. That vision is gone. And in that process, her mind starts to create the hex, right? Sure. Mephisto, I don't don't know how he finds out about her, but sees this opportunity, and as she is creating this hex, he slips in, I don't know how he would, maybe he like, maybe she's in some type of trance, so he whispers in her ear, but essentially... He corrupts the the reality that she is creating okay. so that she, A, does not remember mm. how this all happened. And she doesn't remember why this happened. Okay. So as the as as we start from episode one you see that she is completely oblivious to anything. She is just, this is her life. She is part of this sitcom. Episode two happens. She's still part of it, but now there's outside interference that is starting to wake her up. Sure. And in episode three, she becomes more aware. And in episode five, Mephisto realizes that he is losing control of her and needs to, Wake her up. Uh, essentially needs to bring her back in. Both, br- like, either bring her back in or more more likely he just needs to, uh, anyways. So I think this might be Mephisto. Now, okay. that being said, the only way I can explain him coming back is that she does, in fact, have the power to bring people to life. Because, so in the comics, okay. her kids, Billy and Tommy, right? Yes, Billy and Tommy. Right. They are um, Mephisto, essentially. When she ends up creating them, they are um, like a soul split in half by Mephisto. Oh. Oh. And then when she, when she realizes this, he essentially takes it back. Okay. And so she loses her kids. And then through some comic book scenario, she gets her kids back and they're actually real people. And then that's when we get the young Avengers. Sure. We do. So. And we know that she can't control them. 
So I I have a very suspicious feeling that this Pietro is not Pietro, in fact. And I think it's tied to the the kids also. Sure. Um, Because otherwise I can't, like, yeah, that's the other thing is, like, otherwise we're saying that she can actively create life and so she created two kids full 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 human beings right and she brought her dead brother back to life essentially as a different person hmm. that's okay. like and i don't think that's where i don't think that's where marvel's going now what that looks like in the future because if he stays around, we have to somehow explain how he is now back from the dead. Now, yes, you can say um, a multiverse, which could kind of be interesting. That would give it a weird dynamic if if he's pulled from a, mul- a different multiverse. Say pulled from a universe where his sister died. Right. Because remember, in the X-Men universe, he's the older sibling. Right. His sister is there, but she's like 10 and he's like in his like early 20s. Right. So, I have a a suspicion I like that could be it. And I think that might be where it is is that he is from a a multiverse that maybe his sister died, like Wanda died, and so they could he could end up being pulled into this universe. And now they have a relationship where they are siblings, but both of their siblings have died. So they have like the the sorrow of knowing that their their siblings died, but then also that like that reconnection that like, hey, we're siblings. And sure. like that would that could be an interesting dynamic to see moving forward too. So the the Screen Rant article continues to go on, and this is where I like it. This is where I like the theory, because I do like okay. your theory. I do like that it's yeah. Mephisto. I want to add something into that, which could make it a little bit more complicated. Maybe it wouldn't be as uh, straightforward well, as so we think. Well, this show is so complicated as is now that Marvel is does not care how complicated this right. is. Right. So <laughs> what could have happened is when she mentions about her brother because the kids ask, right. did you, did you ever have a sibling? She says, yes, right. I have a brother, but he's very far away. The scream because she, she pauses. She doesn't even say he's dead. Right. Because she knows he's dead. Right. Monica just mentioned it in the episode prior saying, yep. Ultron killed him. Didn't, didn't he? So, in my head, I was like, okay, maybe that's a way she's trying to shelter the kids from understanding death right now in this very moment in their life where they're five years old. They may not get it. But I don't know. To me, Pietro was a big part of their family. So this is why this makes sense. Pietro was a big part of her life. That was her twin brother. Yep. And of course, she would want to tell them he's not with us anymore. Or whatever, whatever it may be. So that's why that that line does work for he's very far away because that could be heaven or whatever you want to call it. When it, you know whatever Wanda believes in. Anyway, right. but when she says that, 
what she like what she might have done without knowing either at that point or maybe in the bring the dog back to life point or whatever it was um they bring back a pietro but it's not that she brings someone back to life she doesn't bring the pietro from sokovia back to life she steals the pietro from the the x-men universe because it's still her brother it's in a different right. scenario different universe but it's still her brother she brings him back to uh, brings him into this universe and that's where i also kind of had idea from like when when the hex when she came out of it the force field she went back in and it kind of like ripped and turned red and so that's where in my head i was like whoa what is going on here the rip um, in the reality about... the rip in reality was created when wanda walked back through the hex and it turned all red that's my thought and so that could be wanda that could be mephisto it might it might not even be her power but she was it looked like she was obviously powering up and doing something there exactly she could be possessed which is why she's even more powerful now than what she than what she was before because everyone's still wondering why is Wanda like, it doesn't seem like Wanda was this powerful. And then they were like, well, she could have killed Thanos single-handedly if, if she had the chance. And then uh, Wu is like, yeah, but so could Captain Marvel. And then Monica Rambeau hated that. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Discussion. Yeah. That, there, there seems to be some baggage there, which is really interesting. Um, moving on from that. So my thought is that the rip in reality brought, this Pietro in, not her Pietro, because he's dead. So therefore, she wouldn't be able to actually bring back life. She brought a Pietro far away from here into this world. Which so that's Screen Rants, that's Screen Rants theory. The the rip in the reality is my part to the theory, but the right. Pietro coming from the other universe is is their theory. I don't want to take that as my own. Um, that's kind of how I was thinking about it too, is that yeah. instead of her creating life is it may look like she is creating life, but in fact, because of her powers, what she's doing is she's actually manifesting what she is thinking or what she wants and what all it really is, is it's pulling whatever she is asking for from a different reality. And her kids could be from a different reality. It could be either from Mephisto, them, Mephisto himself, if Mephisto is in this, or from a completely different reality. But yours sounds more legit is the Mephisto thing. I, I like that. And, and even then, Mephisto seems like the kind of character that in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, he'd be the perfect villain to have horror elements around. So that's exactly. why... Mephisto, Scarlet Witch, that's why Doctor that, Strange. I think that's why that theory has become so prevalent is because we know that Doctor Strange is going to be kind of a mix between a multiversal, like, a romp through the multiverse, but also horror. And if you have someone like Mephisto, that makes sense. Now... Are they right. going to alter Mephisto's powers a little bit to incorporate some of more of the multiversal elements that they're wanting? Might maybe that might make sense, um, because essentially what you could say is that hey, like hell 
in the Marvel Universe is a constant. No matter no matter how big the multiverse is, this is one this is like a <clears throat> a place that is connected to all of it. Um, sure. So that could be really interesting. Um Oh, have you noticed think- that Agnes or excuse me, Ralph? Uh the the big guy who was cutting through the wall hasn't he didn't pop up in this episode. Ralph. The 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 bigger guy that's their neighbor and he was like cutting through the wall. Ag- oh, the one when Agnes I think it's Agnes's that- husband. Yeah, they're saying it's Ag- this is a screen about- rant. Uh, Agnes's husband is Ralph. They're the ones that went he's the one that when uh Rambeau was in her house helping deliver the babies. Yes, right? and Vision was okay. talking to the neighbors, and he was gotcha. like trying not to cut through their wall anymore. Right. He hasn't popped up in this episode. Hmm. Neither has any other side character other than Agnes. Like no one's come back. Yeah, it's dude. This show is so good. Like this. Okay. Oh, one thing I wanted to find out from you. I want to. I want to get your. I want to get your vote on this. So, uh, Elizabeth Olsen has said that she is quoted saying that there is a cameo that is bigger than Luke right in, in Mandalorian. Now, the question is, was this that cameo? Right. Or do you think there is an even bigger cameo coming? Because there have been rumors that Michael Fassbender might show up in this <gasps> in this uh, show. And as much as I love Michael Fassbender, I don't want, I honestly don't want a young Magneto. It could be, it could be, uh, or excuse me, Sir Ian McKellen. No, isn't he dead? No, Ian McKellen's alive. Christopher Plummer died this last week. I don't, yeah, I had to look him up because I didn't know who that was. He's a guy from, uh, Singing in the Rain. Oh, um, so that's my thing is like is do are we going to maybe get a bigger cameo? Um, I don't know. This is a pretty big cameo, man. Yeah, I know. That's kind of why I think this is probably it. And knowing that we only have four episodes left, it would kind of be hard to see us getting a bigger cameo, especially when they have to essentially like these are only 40 40 minute shows. Okay. Like, like 35, 40 minute shows. So they have to wrap this up because honestly, we're at episode five and we're just kind of starting to understand what the hell is going on. So they really have to. Um, just cut this. Uh, so they really have to um, wrap this up. And I think. And obviously, because this is going to be leading into Doctor Strange, they don't have to tie up all the loose ends. But at the same time, they have to tie up enough loose ends that this is this feels like a cohesive story. You know who um, I would really like as so Mephisto being essentially Satan for the a Marvel, yeah. right? Uh, I would really love if Michael Sheen was. Michael Sheen, who plays Lucifer in the audiobook from Audible. I would really love if he 
played Mephisto in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't even know if Mephisto's in this thing. But I just got, I get like oh, cool, cool yes, demon dude. vibes from okay. this guy. I, I, I'm actually 100% down with that because, so I've been watching, one of the shows I've been watching again recently is Prodigal Son. And it's essentially, okay. it's essentially the idea that um, this guy, uh, he's played by the guy who plays Jesus in Walking Dead. but um, Jim Caviezel? Oh, no, 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 not in Walking Dead. Jesus? No, his literal name is Jesus. Is he Jesus? Like, they, it's Jesus. Uh, He's supposed to like, be a messianic figure? No, not really. Um, okay. Anyways. Whatever. He is the son of a serial killer. And when he was, like, 10 years old, he found a girl in a box. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I've, I've seen Thought this. she was dead. And so then now he's grown up he is a police profiler who right. is really struggling with trying to figure out if he is like if he got his father's tendencies and michael sheen plays the serial kill dad a serial killer dad and he is literally so good but yes i could totally i would love to see him as mephisto the thing i love about the character casting for pietro is that i just had his name up why does why why did i forget his name Evans? now uh evan peters evan peters they cast him as like a fonzie kind of character and i i think that's great because that's kind of his character he's not as cool in the x-men but he still has kind of that cool vibe to him so i feel like that's that's also another reason why it's the same it's the same quicksilver from the x-men universe because the character no 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 it can be a quicksilver from a different reality sure. that is very similar to the x-men reality i agree I, it could be but they own all of fox why wouldn't they do that like if they wanted some of those people to come back like Taren right, so then this brings us to the bigger question do we see more x-men returning Not how Taren are Eagerton. the x-men going to come back ty do, sheridan uh, okay you know what shut up all right I have always said that I want, I like Ty Sheridan. I want him to come back as Cyclops. And Chris has been throwing this in my face now. I have been. Constantly. I love it. I, love it. I James don't want to get my hopes up. As Xavier. I don't want to get my hopes up. No. Okay, wait. Hold on. Hold on. If we are going, I, I will make this stipulation. If we are going to bring X-Men back, we do not bring back Magneto. And we do not bring back Professor X. As... Fazbender and, and McAvoy. As much as I love both of those actors as those characters, I do not need younger Professor X and Magneto. Because, and here's why. Tell me why. Here's why. Unless you're going to be like, oh, unless you're going to essentially play up the idea in the comics where Professor X is going to be in his like mid to late 30s for the in, like rest of his life. Because comics and people never die um he needs to be older because it makes more sense to have uh um to have that mentor figure sure and i think especially because we have lost robert downey jr we have lost chris evans captain america and like 
Thor is not a a wisdom. He's not a character you go to no. for wisdom. No, especially not we anymore need, the way they've set him up. Right. We need characters who are going to play those figures. That's why I have I have been championing like wanting a Reed Richards that is um you know, John little, Krasinski. Sure, a little bit age. more dadish. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, that would make sense. And then he and could so lead the I Avengers. Need, I yeah, so I need an older he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to be Sir Ian McKellen and um James Mack or Patrick Stewart, you're right, you're right. Patrick Stewart old. Like he can be in his like later forty like mid to late forties, but I t- like that like he needs to look like he has been around for a while. And on sure. top of that, you can't have a Michael Fassbender magneto and have scarlet witch who is like in her like late 20s early 30s and now quicksilver who is also in his late 20s early 30s and have a michael fassbender who is people have kids in their in their teens all the time so it would work especially in a third world country it's more common to have kids in your in your teens so it could work but i I understand what you're saying i swear to god if Marvel decides to bring Magneto in and he has a quote unquote Sokovian accent. I am going to find out where Kevin Feige lives. I'm going to drive to his house and I am going to slap him so hard that my handprint is permanently attached to his face. Well, Wanda has her accent back. So I know I was okay. So that wasn't just me. I wasn't just being crazy. No, no, no. It's fine. It's totally fine. Because it's, she she no longer has to conceal herself, so it makes sense. But it's also not as bad as it was in Ultron. Yes, it's gotten better. And then on top of that, uh, Pietro isn't going to need a well. He might he might have to do it when he goes out into reality, if he goes out into reality. I don't think she is going to have it. I think honestly, I think whatever is happening in the in the hex is why her accent all of a sudden came back okay i don't think that she i don't think moving forward she's gonna have that accent because the amount of people who hate that accent yeah but i I don't know i i think i think it might stick around and that's not i mean that's not sorry that was a that was a wow i'm burping (laughs) i think it'll Um, stick around i don't think it's gonna be that big of an issue but we'll see uh, there was one more thing I wanted to say about theory stuff. I think it was that, oh, when she says, you know what? Never mind. Don't listen to me. Go ahead. <laughs> so I will. So there was one other thing. So we talked about. I kind of feel like Fantastic Four is going to be tied to sword. For sure. And I it kind of makes sense. Um, it The only actually. Oh. Oh! 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 Okay, alright. Where's my tinfoil hat? Oh, here it is. Oh my gosh. Nee, he doesn't nee, actually nee, have a tinfoil hat. He's putting on the maker's helmet right now. Yep. My brain is all of a sudden Cerebro. shaped into a cone. Um, okay. Here it is, folks. Here it is. So, in, we there is five years in between when... People are blipped, and when people come back, correct? Correct. Now, 
when episode four, we get to see uh, Monica Rambeau coming back from being dusted. She yes. comes back. She goes to Sword, and she talks about and and so then the director walks her through and and they talk about. It. They talk about the space program because she has been to space. Right. And she asks how the space program is. Now, let's go. So, he says that no, but they haven't really had luck ever since she disappeared. That is how you get the Fantastic Four. What you can do is you can skip the origin story easy. By tying their failed space mission mm. into those five years of the of that were missing, and just saying that they were one of the groups of astronauts that went into space for Sword during those five years, and because of everything that happened to the world after Thanos's uh, snap, they like space was a little different at like whatever there the cosmic radiation like an accident happens the cosmic radiation turns the fan the that crew into the fantastic four and then they could be in in a coma or like in the um uh fan four stick they could be training essentially trying to sure. uh, essentially doing like physical rehabilitation Sure. And so then when you get the Fantastic Four movie, they are already maybe they're still figuring out their powers, but people in the MCU know who they are. And that's also why we have never heard of them previously mentioned beforehand. <laughs> because we have yeah. not gotten No, that could work. Because because we haven't gotten the MCU post everybody coming back i do like that so we're getting all of... these stories from the blip yeah that we're still getting these so there's stories. a lot of things that could have happened over those five years that we as the audience have never heard of right and there's and then all of a sudden hey there's this new team that are a bunch of scientists they're family and right. why weren't they around in the mcu beforehand oh well that's because they essentially were created during the blip and we just never, we didn't get to see that. And you can bring in little bits of like uh, flashbacks. You don't actually have to, you don't have to, like the fan fantastic four movie does not have to be a origin film. It can right. kind of be a launching point, but you can have flashbacks to their origin. Well, and even then, then like, the Avengers, nobody really knew what the Avengers were doing in Endgame. They just, exactly. like, they, nobody knew what was happening. It was just everyone went on with their lives, and the Avengers were the only people that stuck behind and tried to actually do something about changing what happened. Well, so, and they're the only ones who really knew what officially happened. Right. So that's where it could come in where, I mean, Rhodey probably reported uh, what happened because he stuck around and he that's was true. still working for the government, but what I would imagine is that they didn't know they were going to quantum leap and try and save everybody who died. So exactly. that's where it could come in. Like maybe the Richard family, Mitch, the Richard family were up in space and 
then Thanos came in and it threw off something. They get shot into like some cosmic thing or whatever, and then they get their powers or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that either. But all I'm saying is, is that there's, there's stories that you can still pull out of the blip, which is why it's so easier, so much easier to like pull in these new characters because 100%. the world is still recovering from this massive event that just happened yeah. a few years ago in our, in the MCU now. So, wow. Okay. So Wanda vision, I do think That's vision's so going to end up being brought back to life somehow. I don't think he's going to stay as his dead corpse because if, Oh, I forgot yeah. why I was going to say that. I, I it's think funny in my office, in my office one of our um editors really hates vision so he okay. is like re- like every time we talk about wandavision he's just like you know what as long as he dies at the end of this i'm okay <laughs> like he could he, he could stays, stay dead like he could stay he stays dead. dead but but i do um, think that he's yeah, going to be like brought back, back and he's going to be an integral part to stopping wanda kind of kind of like x3 where wolverine has to stab Jean yeah. Grey kind of thing. I think he's going to have to end up being the one that has to finish off Wanda or something. Yeah. That, I, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. Um, or stop her somehow. Yeah. Magneto coming episode. in, that'd be interesting. I'm not too sure about how I feel about that, but if it happened, I wouldn't be mad. I'd probably be stoked about yeah. that. I am interested to see if this is Mephisto's work. Uh, yeah, again, I don't know where the neighbor is anymore. Yeah, it's I remember there was something I wanted to talk about, but I I totally blanked on it. I blipped on it. Episode six is going to be interesting. Yeah, maybe it'll come up next week because there was something I mentioned at the beginning of my thoughts here that I wanted to bring back mm. into this at the end uh, to kind of bring it full circle because it was we were talking about the theories around uh, Pietro, but. I don't know. I had my big I, I think this is I think this is uh, X Men. Oh, but it would make sense too because Deadpool's going to come into the MCU. So in my head, yeah, this makes sense for it to be the Fox people because if Deadpool, if Pietro is now cast as this guy, Evan Peters, Ryan Reynolds is going to be in the MCU. So, yeah, but the difference the same is Ryan person. Reynolds, Deadpool knows understands. He understands the fourth wall. Like he can fourth wall break. I get so it. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, where you put Deadpool. It just doesn't matter. Like he could be, he can be the Fox version, but he can also just be, literally, like, like even honestly, it could be that Deadpool is the same person throughout all, all realities. Nah, man. Nah, oh man. My gosh. It's the same Deadpool. <laughs> He has the same like, exact story in every reality. Yeah, exactly. It just literally just yeah. he, he's the, the same X-Men person. Deadpool. It just gets I just think the only thing like I will say is like the thing the reason that I kind of I want it to just be not connected to the X-Men universe and I want it to be something like yes, we're using the same character because you enjoyed and he is he is Pietro, but he is a Pietro from a different universe is because that it gives them freedom to have his character change without people being like, oh, that's not that's not Pietro from the X-Men universe. I don't know why I gave people a list, but um I, I think I think there's 
because the fact that he just got brought into a new universe, there's so much character development that can happen just out of that. Yeah. I, so, so, well, right. it's also, yeah, I, but it's I also understand we, what we talked about. Like he's not, tacti- he's not tactically Sokovian. So it's like, right. right. But, but that's where uh, my theory, my thought or, or the screen rant articles thought that he just got pulled in from another universe comes in, into this new reality. Mephisto pulls him from that universe, puts him in this and says, this is your character and puts it in his head. And also another thing is Mephisto could end up being a woman as well, which is, I think is okay because it it might not be. Yeah. It might not be Michael Sheen. It It could be like a Tilda Swinton kind of vibe, you know, or like all they have to say is that it's the, it's essentially the, like he can change his, how he manifests to people. And so he just decides that it's, like he's less menacing look like he he can manipulate people better as a woman like easy there you go there's a agent we follow account on our instagram called agents of marvel and they uh they put out that the astrophysicist that could be helping the uh, monica would either be reed i mentioned reed richards or uh victor von doom it could also be they they also said adam brashear or uh, Hank McCoy, and that's where Hank McCoy could come into this of like maybe he's part of this universe, and then he gets turned into a mutant. But I don't like that yeah. if it, if this other, of wish... the other multiverse stuff that we're talking about happens. So actually, thinking now, like looking back, just before we we call it quits, um, I I have no like they I have no problems with them bringing back, um, uh, what's the uh, Tyler Holt. The kid who played Beast in, uh, oh sure, sure, First Class and Days of Future Past, yeah, and then like the new X Men trilogy, right? I have no problem with them bringing him back because I think he is kind of perfect for that role. Um, I think it'll be a very and- different cast. It won't be the exact same X Men cast because Jennifer Lawrence isn't coming back. She doesn't want no, to no, do no, that. No, no, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is cherry picking who you yes. bring back. Yes, and. Okay, if I lose power again, so quickly, Beast bringing Beast back, bringing Jean Grey back, and bringing Ty uh, Sheridan, Ty back. Sheridan's Cyclops <laughs> back, and honestly, even bringing the kid that played Nightcrawler, sure, yeah, that in would work. Apocalypse back would be really cool. Um, right. but yeah, before I lose all power, let's end this because that way we don't have to try to clip three different clips together. Final thought is Magneto coming in. No. Okay. I see. I agree. No, he's not. Episode six coming yeah, soon. Yeah, power game. Episode six coming um, soon. Uh, yes. Next we week. We'll see you guys next week. We'll see what the Super Bowl commercials were. We'll talk about. Them. Peace out. Peace out.